I'm Lauren, and I'm a veterinarian. I'm JJ, and I'm a veterinary technician. And you're listening to IntroVets, a veterinary podcast by introverts with high-functioning anxiety. Welcome, everybody, to the snack episode. Hi. Today, JJ is going to tell us about pet technology. So this is going to be our pet technology 2.0 episode. Exciting. It is exciting. I (laughs) am eager to hear all about that. This is a completely blind run. Like JJ has not shared any information with me about the things she's presenting. (laughs) So I'm just going to be surprised at what the topics are. (laughs) Yeah, the joys of new puppy ownership. (laughs) It's like I had time during his nap to make the notes. But then he was like... Must play or I will scream. So, yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay. Except for I did take a nap today. Well, but I mean, it's... That was kind of necessary. It's a Sunday when we're recording this. So, I mean, I feel like napping is, like, necessary on a Sunday. Yes. It was Bef- a short nap, but... Yeah. Before we did necessary. this... Before we did this, I wrote a paper and then... <laughs> Then I arranged for an interview for this next paper that I got to write. And <laughs> you had a productive morning. Mm-hmm. I did. <laughs> well, I mean, like in school land, I had a zero percent productivity anyplace else because I sure didn't clean or cook or do anything. I did clean a lot yesterday, though, like for sure. Yeah. I cleaned a lot yesterday. So sometimes yeah, you just got to have some time to just chill. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure when yep. that's going to be. Maybe after this. After this will be my chilling time. Sounds good. There you go. Sit on the couch. Mm-hmm. Have a snack. We're going to put, we have some turkey thighs. We're going to put that in the Instant Ooh. Pot and make some turkey soup. Oh, man, Ooh. it is so good. Yeah, it's cold outside. It's not that bone chilling cold. It is. I don't like it. Well, mostly it's because my body became used to it being damn 65 or 70 degrees, and then it snatched the rug out from under me again, and it's like, mm-hmm. look. Okay, I can be fine in 15-degree temperatures if you are consistently giving me that, okay? But you can't put it up to 70 for a while and then jerk it back down to 35 because I'm dying, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't deal Thank with this. Thank you, Alabama weather. Yes, great, great. And great. by the way, you can stop raining now because mm-hmm. my backyard is a giant mud pit. Mine is too. And it's like a lake. It's like a lake back there. Uh-huh. And now there's tiny little muddy footprints mm. all over our nice floor. Awesome. Yes. I'm going to have to mop. I think that's going to be like that for the next several months at least. <laughs> Until we Yay. hit the drought season, you know, in yeah, the summer. It'll be so hot. You go outside and it's like, <laughs> I'm melting. Why do we yeah. live here? <laughs> the weather is so stupid. <laughs> that, I mean, between that and it's like, you know, oh, tornadoes. Yay. Yeah. Tornadoes, ice storms. Yay. Super fun. Okay. <sighs> Well, anyway, uh, now that you've heard us complain about all of our problems, <laughs> let's talk about pet technology <laughs> in uh, 2022. Woo-hoo. All right, JJ, what you got? Okay, so the first two are kind of like a combo deal. Okay. Because they're both like a little wireless, fun little contraption you can keep at home for grooming things. Okay. So there's some dogs that are just... No matter what you do, how well you train, they just don't do well with regular conventional nail trimmers. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of them do really well with Dremel. So if you're unfamiliar with a Dremel, it's usually used uh, for other things. But 
there's a little uh, sandpaper-like attachment on the end, and it spins. And you can use it to sort of grind away and smooth the surface of the nail. They get used to the sound, or some of them don't even care about the sound. Some of them are quieter than others. Used to, you had to plug them in, and it was a little more difficult to accomplish what you need to accomplish with them. But now they have a nifty little handheld one that has a little rechargeable base. The base gives you about three hours charging time, and it has two different speeds for the contraption itself. And it's available on Amazon, on Chewy. You probably get it just about anywhere. Yeah. And it's pretty cost effective. Most of the places that I saw it ranged from 30 to $40. So it's not terrible. And dribbling nails can be beneficial for, let's say, for instance, if your pet owner is someone that's on blood thinners or just has really thin skin if they're elderly, mm-hmm. it makes those nails really smooth. So the chances of them scratching the skin up is not as bad. Uh, it might be better for your floors too. Yeah. Now, is this a Dremel brand product or is this some type of other brand? Um, It looks like it was a Dremel brand. Oh, yeah. But That's I think they, there's more than one company that makes these in the yeah. rechargeable. So we're going to call it a rotating grinder mm-hmm. <laughs> or something yes. like that. Yes. A rotating yeah, that, The thing that I looked tool. at, it, it, it called it a Dremel. So I think okay. it was the Dremel brand. Yeah. I saw another one on Amazon that was a different brand, but uh, it was about the same price and pretty similar to everything else. Yeah. Now, the one thing I will say, you know, we're presenting this as a pet product. Okay. Now, please, you know, use this with caution. Okay. Mm-hmm. I Dremels are not like, quote, safe, fun, and easy because it is a high speed rotating situation. So you can quick a dog with a Dremel. You can mm-hmm. uh, injure yourself. You can get your hair, your own hands caught up, your clothing caught up in the Dremel. You can get the dog's hair caught up in the Dremel. So you need to be cautious when you're doing this this is not just like a willy-nilly thing Mm -hmm. it it requires practice and patience and not dicking around with it (laughs) yep you should also wear some ppe with it too Mm -hmm. you need to wear eye protection definitely and you need to wear a mask oh yeah Mm -hmm. which those should be readily available uh it does all it grinds that nail and all that nail dust goes flying through the air you don't want to breathe that it doesn't smell great either, so if you can do it in a pretty well ventilated area, that's going to be helpful. You know, I would definitely not use the higher speed; use the lower speed, and go slow. Get the dog used to it. You know, train them to it. There's going to be some dogs that are going to be absolutely no go for those too. But for some reason, it seems that the ones that really hate the nail trimmers don't seem to mind the Dremel as much. It's time consuming, but sometimes it's worth it if you're someone that already uses it. This is just a a little more of a convenient way to do it because it's not it's wireless and it's rechargeable. Yeah, definitely. I think having a wireless one would be helpful because mm-hmm. I just think of all the times at the clinic when, you know, you have to get the pet close to a plug in and then it mm-hmm. limits your range of motion and your ability to reach the feed and all of those things. So, yeah. So I think it would be helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Till the first time it drops on the floor. <laughs> similar to wireless clippers they just i mean i don't know wireless clippers well it's funny they die quick deaths at yeah. every hospital i've ever visited like they well, just even the, the wired ones so will do it too i've have had to pay for a pair of clippers a couple of times do what now yeah the, it it's in the past but 
I've worked at places there. If you break it, you buy it. And I've bought the clinic two clippers that I broke and a bottle of Polyflex. Now, you you broke the clippers or did an animal break the clippers? It was my fault. I put them in a place that they should have been put in one case and they got kicked off. In the other case, it was me that knocked them off. But mm. both times they were thoroughly busted and not usable. I don't know how I feel about that. I could see it both ways, but it was a little like, really? I mean... To me, it seems, this seems like the cost of doing business I mean, to me. Just saying. Yeah. No, not all veterinary clinics are created equal. <laughs> I guess. Which we know. To me, but that's it's... some bullshit. <laughs> You're going to make your, your minimum wage employee replace a pair of clippers. What the fuck? Mm, yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Sorry. But we got off on a tangent. Bring it back around. Bring it back uh, around. <laughs> it's, you know, you, you mentioned clippers and that's the next product is the um the wireless rechargeable clippers okay and um it's funny because i got a little bit of a uh inspiration for this one when we picked up the puppy we were standing outside and get ready to leave and the breeder was like you know um let me let me can you just turn him around real quick i i just want to i didn't get all of the hair around his, his little rear and i just want to fix that real quick and out of her pocket she pops a little tiny thing of a uh, little pair of clippers and just quickly snip, snip, snip around his booty and put him back in her pocket. And she was like, you know, you're a, a small dog breeder when you carry those in your pocket all the time. I'm like, <laughs> right? That's uh. super handy. <laughs> but yeah, the you know, I, she's got several small dogs. So I can see why that would be beneficial. And I'm like, you know, wouldn't be a bad idea for me to get some of those on hand. And I can, you know, especially since I'm not working in a practice anymore, I can do a quick potty trail or... You know, something needs to be clipped out real quick. So the particular brand that I was looking at is Wall. It's W-A-H-L. Yeah. Um, you get about 80 minutes per charge. They have five different guide settings. It comes with a charging base. So you just pop the contraption in the base and it charges. It also comes with cleaning equipment. It's very important to make sure that you keep those clean because it's going to increase the longevity of the uh, motor and um, you get your full money's worth. Mm -hmm. As with anything, especially like we talked with the Dremel before, make sure you know what you're doing. Make sure you've practiced. I mean, clippers, a lot of them, they have guards on them, but you can still injure animals with clippers. I've unfortunately, you know, caused razor burn, clipper burn before. It makes you feel real bad. So just be very careful. And if the dog is being extra wiggly and is not having it, give them a break. Or maybe hit them up at nap time when they're a little more noodly and see what you can do then. But definitely make sure you know what you're doing in order to use those. And as far as cost goes, they're a little bit more than the Dremel. They're coming in more at about uh, 50 to $80. But still, if it's something that you're going to use frequently, it might be worth it. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Up next is the SureFeed Microchip Pet Feeder. Mm -hmm. So it comes with a RFID tag that you can attach to the pet's collar. And when it's used a lot for small animals, especially kitties, like when you the pet goes, there's like a little arch. When the pet goes into the arch to get to the food bowl, it will lift and make the food bowl available to them. So it comes in handy if you're having to feed different cats different types of food. It will only open for that specific cat. So it could be helpful for your sick kitties that are on prescription diets. 
It's got an app that comes with it. You can program meal sizes and feeding times. <laughs> and Sorry. It, yes, it can also be beneficial for your kitties that maybe are chunky and need to be less chunky. I don't have any of those. No, nobody has any of those. So these guys are available at most um, pet stores and also through Amazon. And they run around roughly $200. But you might can find it cheaper if you shop around a little bit. Next up is the Roomba. And Roombas have been around for a while. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have two. Yeah. Yeah. I this love is ours. Roomba was the first thing that I bought myself when I had money after <laughs> like, I graduated from vet school. Like It was like I graduated from vet school. You know, I had moved uh, up, you know, to the Huntsville area. I was in an apartment. I did not have a vacuum cleaner at all. And uh, I had to wait till I got paid for the first time to buy one. And it was like Roomba is what Mm -hmm. we're getting. (laughs) Yes. And they've gotten more and more advanced over the years. Like I remember our first one, it basically just kind of bounced around room to room. There was no rhyme or reason to it. Um, It did come with a little towers that you can tell it you don't go here but otherwise it didn't you know it didn't do anything other than just follow a pattern and it didn't know the room at all and the one we got a couple years ago you can let it map out your entire house so that you can tell it you know what why don't you vacuum the living room today and it knows right where the living room is and it knows where the furniture is and it knows you can tell what it knows too because it'll start slowing down and just barely go to the edge of the wall and then turn and go around so it knows exactly where every part of the house is. Now, if you move something, you'll have to remap it. But it knows where all the furniture is and it knows where the walls are and it knows where to go. It interacts with, I don't want to say her name because there's one in here, but okay. yeah, Amazon's that, little friend. That thing. Okay. Yeah. You can tell her to tell it to vacuum. You can set it on the app to run what rooms you want it to run for the day and what times you want it to do it. It also will tell you when it needs maintenance or when to reorder another brush for it or when to get more bags. And it also has a station, the charging station, mm-hmm. and it automatically empties its bin whenever it goes there. So if it, say, for instance, you want it to do the whole house, but it's going to take more than what the battery has available to do the whole house, mm-hmm. it'll do what it can, come back and empty its bin whenever it needs to, remember it where it left off and go and finish the job but if it has to go back and recharge for a bit it'll do that it'll do that and then still remember where it left off and go back and finish the job so cool super handy and we love it i love mine too i mean i will say that i do always get like the bottom of the line ones Mm -hmm. because like damn even those are expensive but um they make like really fancy ones that like have a docking station that empties the bin and the whole Mm -hmm. shebang like it's really impressive, but I mean, I don't have that. When yeah. we priced it, we were like, mm, no. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. but the other ones, I mean, well, I have like hardwood floors in my house. And so mm-hmm. it actually works really, really well for mm-hmm. hardwood floors and uh, just all of the fur dust bunnies that are everywhere, you know? So mm-hmm. I, I really love having the Roomba completely. They make me happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the one we got that was like, a big Christmas present one year (laughs) that we kind of got ourselves together. And that was at the old house. That was the majority of its carpet. But I will say with carpet, you 
you can't like have like a week's worth of shmoo on your carpet and then let uh, it go because no. it's not going to do as well. No, yeah. Roomba yeah. is for like you have to run it every day kind of a thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, just let it go. So, yeah, you have to like kind of let it start with a clean slate and then let it keep up on the daily. And it makes really nice lines in the carpet because it has its little, you know, directions. It it'll, it makes sure it, go, it, it goes vertically and horizontally. So it does what, how you're supposed to vacuum, you know, all different ways, all different directions. Yeah. And um, it leaves just really nice, straight, pretty lines in the carpet. I don't know that I would use it much on the new house carpet because it's a thicker pile. So I don't know that it would do as well. Mm, yeah, but maybe. the hardwoods, I'm looking forward to when we have the finalized version of the furniture so we can get that sucker going because uh, it's a mess right now. It's a hot mess. <laughs> but the latest version of the Ruma can now detect when there is, say, poop or pee or some wires or something. Anything <laughs> you don't want it to roll over, it can detect that and not roll over it. That is bonkers. Because that's a problem. Yeah, it is. And a lot of people have probably heard this, but somebody wrote up a little story about that exact problem. And it's always kind of stuck with me. It's cracked me up on multiple occasions. Oh, my so gosh. I'm just going to share that real quick because it is a giggle. That I think that sounds good. You know, okay. like, but this is not someone you know. No. Okay. No. You just found the story online. Yes. Because I just, I mean, I feel like everyone has a Roomba poop story. Mm-hmm. And yeah. definitely, I mean, she wouldn't get mad. Elena, the, who's been on the podcast before, the veterinary technician. <laughs> <laughs> Is oh, she, God. I don't remember all of the things surrounding it, but I think, I think that we were supposed to have a get together at her house that night. Maybe like girls movie night or something. Oh, no. And that she came home. <laughs> she came home and opened the door and it just, you know, that smell hits you. Uh-huh. And she was like, whoa, like, <laughs> oh, no. And then like went in. And then it was discovered that Roomba had contributed to the situation. And I remember her calling me like <laughs> crying about it. <laughs> and I just could not stop laughing. <laughs> Mm, whoops <laughs> so anyway yeah. this is not elena's story though no no okay. this is a, right, this is a different one it's a different story okay it was the source is basically it's just a facebook post that has been all over the place and um if you look it up there are the person did a diagram oh, of my God, what the diagram. room looked like including brown marker to show where the poop went okay can, and it's do, am amazing. i pulling up the diagram you can if you want to. It's pretty. The title of it is Pooptastrophe. So if you just Google Ruba Pooptastrophe, you can probably see the uh, the picture because, wow. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is like a, it's like a Microsoft Paint type uh-huh. of image. It's not like a photo. Uh-huh. It's just like if you took a, um <laughs> I mean it does look like he roughly sketched out the room and included like he labeled it repeatedly uh-huh. all the poop. labels just say poop 
Yes, and it looks like a four-year-old took brown marker and scribbled all over his little room diagram. Oh, man. Do you know what it looks like? Is like <laughs> It looks like some sort of person in a beret smoking a cigarette is what it looks like. <laughs> That's what it looks like. It is a hot mess. Labeled, but it's just labeled poop everywhere. Poop everywhere. There's one thing. Bookshelf is also labeled in sofa, rug, but everything. Oh, my God. Everything is covered in poop. Okay. <laughs> what a nightmare. Okay. Well, maybe we'll post a link to the story. Okay. This is, I'm looking it up on USA Today. So, like, this is a uh-huh. major yeah. situation. It's been okay. around for a while. Okay. Are we ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. So, this is the story. It's taken me until now to wrap my head around it and find the words to describe the horror. It started off simple enough, something that's probably happened to most of you. Sometime between midnight and 1.30 a.m., our puppy Evie pooped on our rug in the living room. This is the only time she's done this, so it's probably just because we forgot to let her out before we went to bed that night. Now, if you have a detective's mind, you may be wondering how we know the poop occurred between midnight and 1.30 a.m. We were asleep, so how do I know that time frame? Yeah. Why, friends, that's because our rumor runs at 1.30 a.m. every <laughs> night while we sleep. And it found the poop. And so begins the poop catastrophe, the poop apocalypse, no. the poopening. <laughs> if it's near the floor, it will have poop on it. Oh, no. Those awesome wheels, which have a checkered surface for better traction. Left no! <laughs> no, not the checkered wheels. Left 25-foot poop trails all over the house. No! no. <laughs> Our lovable Roomba, who gets a careful cleaning every night, looked like it had been mudding. Yes, mudding. Like what you do with a Jeep on a pipeline road, but in poop. Oh, dear. <laughs> then you get the spray bottle with leach water and hose down the floorboards and let them soak because no. the poop has already dried. Then no. it comes, then out comes the steam mop and you That's take... That's not even going to clean it effectively. It's not. No, you can't just put bleach on poo. Bleach is inactivated in the presence of organic matter. You've got to clean it with soap first. God. Uh. So he goes on to try to clean it up. And before he knows it, it's like his time to get up anyway. So he's like missed work. out on lost sleep. Yeah. Oh, my God. He, he tries to finish getting poop out of the Roomba. But unfortunately, because he submerged it, it's dead, basically. Oh, so the Roomba got, like, short-circuited. Yes. Like, they lost the Roomba in the incident, too. Oh, mm-hmm. no. He did try to uh, figure out how to fix it, and I think he was able to uh, send it out somewhere to try to get it fixed. And he had to explain to them what happened, which was, of course, <laughs> very embarrassing. <laughs> well, it wasn't his poop. It's not that embarrassing. Uh-huh. Like, I mean, come on. What are you going to uh-huh. do? But uh, good news is the place that he he tried to get to fix, they offered to replace it. So uh, I think they enjoyed his story enough oh that gosh. they did replace it for him. So he got a new Roomba out of it. But I think I guess they figured the amount of embarrassment and pain he was subjected to was worth a new Roomba. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, I, when uh, JJ was telling me about the diagram and I just Googled poop catastrophe, like this has been picked up by multiple news outlets. Uh-huh. It's been around for a while. The article that I'm reading uh, to look at the poop diagram is USA Today, and it's got some real winning quotations in here. Mm-hmm. So the guy who originally posted this, you know, was interviewed in this article, and in the article he says that a lady commented and said that 
they had lost a family member that day, had to take a family member off of life support. But they read the story and it made the whole family laugh until they cried. Uh, So it like really brought a bright spot to that really terrible thing. So that's really nice. Yeah. Then he says, you know, that it was the story is really funny. But like at the time, he was pissed. Like not like Uh he was so mad. I mean, do you blame him? (laughs) No, I can't. (laughs) So bad. It's so bad. Oh my god. Uh, Well, we'll share the original Facebook uh, post. It's it was written by someone named Jesse Newton, and it's just really (laughs) (laughs) it's hilarious. (laughs) Oh my god. Uh, Nothing like some humor to poop humor to brighten your day. (laughs) <laughs> well, see, bringing it back around, it's very good that uh, Roomba has decided to start being able to sense these things so that yep. we don't have another poop catastrophe. Because uh-huh. and you got to wonder, did you know, did that get to them? Did they like, oh, this is a problem? Oh, you know, it did. Maybe oh, we for fix sure. This. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. Like, what? I mean. So we disabled the um, auto start feature on our Roomba for the exact same reason. Because, like, you don't ever know what the damn cats are going to do. Are they going to drink, like, they're going to drag out cat toys all over the floor? Are they going to, you know, vomit everywhere? And then we Mm -hmm. have a vomit catastrophe, you know? (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. you just don't know what they're going to do. So we, uh, we make it where it does not run on a schedule. We just have to remember to push the button. We tried the schedule thing. It just does not work. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can say like, oh, we're always going to have the floor picked up by this amount of time or whatever. But like, yeah, no, it's impossible with our schedules and me traveling for school and Carl is in school and working and mm-hmm. I'm working. And it's just like every, we hardly even know when each other is supposed to even be home. Like, there's just no way. <laughs> there's no way <laughs> that we'd be able to do it. So Roomba is making a better one. They are. They are. And, you know, with, is it one million dollars? It is not one million dollars, okay. but the higher ends ones are, you know, a grand or more. Huh? Yeah, Sorry. they can they can be twelve hundred dollars ish, um, but they have all kinds of different stair steps down. So you may still be able to get that feature without other features. But that's for you to research as to which one is you are financially able to obtain okay so jj you got one more for us i think right one more recommendation okay yes and i hope that i'm saying this correctly the philaqua connect it's spelled f-e-l-a-q-u-a and oh philaqua philaqua okay that makes more sense feline and aqua gotcha that's okay i feel dumb now Filacqua Connect. So it is a uh, similar to the feeder. It um, also comes with a chip that you can put on your pet's collar mm-hmm. and it'll activate basically a little water fountain. And it will measure what your particular cat, what particular cat that has the chip is, is drinking. It measures their water intake. Um, so this is really great for cats that are PUPD or have diseases like diabetes. So it could be one of the things that can tell you if maybe if you have a cat that's in remission and it's starting to show symptoms again, this may be one of the things that alerts you to that. Because if they're all of a sudden drinking more water, might need to pay extra attention and make sure that they're not coming out of remission and getting back into being a diabetic. Yeah. 
Exactly. Uh, it had comes with an app, of course, as everything does. So it can alert you to any of those changes. And I think you can program it to their microchip, too. It's not, yes. they don't have to wear a collar. Right. Yeah, you can okay. do that. Let's see. Oh, yeah. The app sends you a notification every time that particular pet has drank anything and tells you how much it drank. It measures it. And uh, the other great thing about it, which made me also happy because the one I have right now does have a cord. It doesn't have cords. It runs off of four C batteries. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. So you can put it anywhere. Yep. Yeah. I actually heard about this when I was at the Continuing Education Conference last. And an endocrinologist was talking about this. And she was saying that she uses it not just for cats, but for small dogs. You know, mm -hmm. not a big dog because the capacity is not really huge. Yeah. But for your small dogs that are diabetics or Cushing's patients that she recommends using that uh, for those guys. So mm -hmm. I, I liked it. She, she had videos and everything of her own pets tripping the sensors and everything like that with their microchips. And it, it like uh, <laughs> would come to her phone as a like, Blinky is drinking water. Uh -huh. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, it'll show you like the little message that the app pops up. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like with the, the robot litter box. It'll tell you any time that it's cycled. It'll it sends you a little thing. It tells you what particular cat uh, was drinking and exactly how much they drink, which is cute. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of good products out there. That's I like it when we do these episodes. It kind of lets me know like what all is out on the market because I just I get I guess I just don't get a lot of advertising geared towards me or something for the pets. I don't I don't know, but I like hardly ever have heard of these when you tell me about them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you have to kind of look for them. There'll be little, you know, websites will have like, you know, the top pet tech items for 2022. But I just kind of like go through and look at a, a variety of those because some of them are redundant, but some of them will have ones that others don't have. So it's kind of fun to see what all's out there. All right, guys. Well, that's almost all the time we have. We are going to do a recommendations corner. Before we sign off, JJ, what you got to recommend? Back before my free time was drastically cut uh, short by uh, a puppy, I was watching some documentaries on Netflix and, oh, there's several that are interesting. Yeah? Most people have kind of heard of the uh, the Tinder Swindler. The what? The Tinder Swindler. The Tinder Swindler. Yes. I have never heard of this, no. Girl, you need to watch that shit. Okay. Is this a true crime it is uh, about a dude that he's on Tinder. He makes people think that he's this, you know, super rich dude, sweeps yeah. them off their feet and then starts taking their money. Oh, no. Yeah. Like a relationship scammer. Yeah. Oh, gosh. But he takes it to a whole nother level. Like, okay. Whole nother level. It's uh, it's very interesting. And there's a little bit of some revenge in it, too. So it makes it a little worth it. But it kind of ends on a bit of a downer but the the revenge part it still makes it worth it because it's there's nothing like making someone who's a total jerk mad and he gets mad but total worth the watch another one that i've watched that was you kind of wonder like how this dude got away with this stuff was the puppet master i have not seen that either it's weird it's it's kind of um it almost sounds unbelievable the stuff what that is, he's pulled what, i mean what is it about uh kind of so it was not really on relationships but more he makes people think that he works for some sort of 
like secret service organization and that, you know, he's going to get you in this organization. Um, He has the end for it. So he's going to get you in there and he's going to train you. But he basically kind of brainwashes you over time, like a long period of time and finds a way to separate you or and or your family from your money. And it's so he's just like a basic, your basic con. He's a artist. con artist, yes. Okay, but again, it's not your usual con. It's and his plan, his cons are long term. Like, yeah, some of them have, have been be, a decade. I mean, who would be, who the fuck would believe? Like, oh yeah, oh god, you're in the CIA or whatever. Like, sure. Yeah. And like, it's interesting because <laughs> like he started it when he was in college. Yeah, that's when he started doing it, and that one there. The people involved with it were involved with it for a decade. Wow. Yeah. And then. So you think like over time, like, well, if someone was lying about that, they wouldn't lie about it for 10 years. Yeah. So you kind of like. Well, get it's it. I mean. He, into a sense of security. It's it's terrible what he did to. There was other students that he was in college with. that He did this to. And basically the one girl in particular was separated from her family, was put in like these weird safe houses. And she was basically, she wasn't necessarily held captive, but thought that she was not safe if she left for 10 years. Oh my God. Yeah, it's, it's terrible, but it kind of like parallels what was going on then with what's going on now with a different family and how he has kind of like the same MO, but it's still equally, it's just, it's amazing, like, what people can get away with and just the sheer amount of crap that he's pulled on people that you would think that you would be like, no, nah, no, nah, this ain't real. But you could also see where people would believe him. So, yeah. And the last one is uh, there's a an interesting documentary on Bob Ross that. Oh, Yeah. A lot of stuff happened to poor Bob that I did oh, not girl, know about. I've seen that one. Me and Carl were like pissed about it. Like that hurt my fuck? feelings. I know. I'm like, he was such a nice dude. I mean, gosh, that other family, terrible. I ain't gonna mention any names because apparently they're too happy. But yeah, like let's. <laughs> I, we cannot afford that. Okay, so no. <laughs> we'll just say like re, you know, go ahead and just watch the the thing. Uh-huh. Um, you anyway. can make your own decisions. <laughs> And uh, take away your own uh, opinions on that one. Cause, oh, my gosh. But poor okay. Bob. Well, those are great recommendations. I, the first two that I have not seen, I will definitely take a look at them. Yeah, uh, you have to tell me sure. what you think. Because okay. I was just sitting there like, what? If only they made them in podcast form so I could listen to them while I'm driving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because that's all I do. <laughs> okay. Well, I have a couple of recommendations along the... We'll keep it in like the TV realm, right? So the first is that on HBO, there is an Alanis Morissette documentary. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I think it's Jagged Little Pill is the name of it. It, I thought was really good. Mm -hmm. Apparently, since it's come out, Alanis Morissette has said like that they kind of took advantage of her in creating it and that parts of it are not like correct. But I couldn't find her going into any specifics. Anyway, I was surprised to read that because I really enjoyed the documentary and I certainly didn't Same. feel like 
it painted her in an unflattering light or anything like that, you know? No, I felt the opposite way. And I was also kind of like... You did, you felt like it painted her unflattering? No, I felt like it painted her the opposite. Like in a good way. Okay, I see what you're saying. You were saying you felt the opposite of unflattering. Correct. Got it. Okay. I was confused for a second. That album came out during a perfect, perfect time in my life. Oh, sure. I mean, I was like... 1995, right, is when it came out? Yeah, and I was Mm -hmm. in, uh, I was basically right around 20 years old Mm -hmm. and (laughs) dealing with relationships and dealing with learning. I was dealing with going from a small town to a bigger town, college, being subjected to and learning a lot about a lot of different things that I would have never had the chance to if I'd stayed in my small town. So please get out of your small town. But also, learning how the world works with women and men and so yeah it was it was interesting because like that time there was a lot of eye opening going on and a lot of those songs were like a real soundtrack to and I'm sure it was for lots of women but oh yeah and so it was kind of I remember talking to Ben afterwards and I'm like you know it's kind of amazing how I may not have realized it at the time but looking back I'm like yeah definitely oh yeah this one too. Yep, I can. Uh huh. So, yeah, I uh, I love her. I do too. And I the Jagged Little Pill album. I was, um, you know, of course we have an age difference, right? <laughs> so, I'm trying to remember, like in 1995, exactly how old I was. I think that I was, you know, like 13 or 14 mm-hmm. at that time. Yeah. I, so I would be like 13 going on 14 when it came out, but. I also grew up in a small Alabama town, and I feel like things that were popular in other parts of the country did not reach my small Alabama town until sometimes years later. Mm -hmm. So even though it came out in 95, I really remember listening to it in 97 and 98, Mm -hmm. because I think it just took that long for stuff to filter down into, into small town Alabama. But I was, you know, by that time in the midst of my teenage years and, you know, dating and all of the things. And like you said, it was like listening to this person, this woman who was angry and not like being like, yeah, fuck you. I am angry. Like it's I have every right to be angry. Like it was powerful. Mm -hmm. Her the uh, her lyrics and the songs were fucking powerful. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I really enjoyed it. There was a lot of great music, lots of live performances in that um, Mm -hmm. documentary. She sounds great live. Like a lot of times you go places and she and they do not sound good live, but she sounded great live. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I really super enjoyed that. And then on (laughs) on Netflix, Netflix has got one of my like favorite throwback uh, 90s movies. Selena, the story of the singer Selena and she's portrayed by Jennifer Lopez in this movie. It's kind of like where JLo got her start And this. I love that movie. Okay. And it's got the great music in it. All of the music in the movie is actually recordings of Selena singing. Like JLo does not sing in the movie. It's Selena singing and JLo is lip syncing. So it's all the original music. And it's really just a fun, like, trip back into the 90s i mean until the tragic end of it because you know as we all know she was killed by her manager ultimately over money right over embezzlement Mm -hmm. 
when she was young. I keep forgetting she was only like 23. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I think of myself as like, I still am pretty young. No, <laughs> no, I'll be 40 this year. 23 is very young. Like, that's just so fucking sad. But anyway, I really, I mean, I hate to say that I enjoyed the movie, but I did really enjoy it. Like, hearing the music, going back, feeling all the feelings of being like a teenager again and watching this for the first time, it, it was really fun. And then I do have a TikTok recommendation for everybody. So the account is Fowlerville District Library. And the at, the TikTok at is at Fowlerville Library. And this is the coolest library I've ever seen in my life. Okay. I love the library. They've got like a crazy taxidermy section where someone passed away with a bunch of taxidermy and it was all donated to the library so there's just like stuffed animals freaking everywhere and they do a, a segment called one star book review where they read one star reviews of really famous novels and then you have to guess which famous novel it is that the person is reviewing Ooh. and then they reveal it in a later thing and it is so fun <laughs> because how many have you gotten right all of them so far. <laughs> I mean, you know, when you read a lot, you know, mm-hmm. like, uh, okay, I could see why, you know, someone would put a one-star review <laughs> about this. Like, there was one that was, I don't remember the exact thing, but the one-star review was like, can't, you know, can't uh, pass by a damn rock or a bush without describing it in detail for five fucking minutes or whatever. And I that was like, like oh, a Tolkien. That's exactly right. <laughs> It's a review of The Hobbit. <laughs> yep, that's one thing about talking. He's going to describe a blade of grass for about 20 pages, and you're like, I know. okay. <laughs> Just like, calm down, man. <laughs> I need you to, you know, we need to edit yourself, okay? Uh-huh. We need to edit yourself. Yes. <laughs> okay, so those are my recommendations. <laughs> if you have stories, questions, concerns, cases, or anything else you'd like for us to read, please send it to introvetspodcast at gmail.com. And you can find us on social media. We're on Facebook and Instagram, and it's at Intervets. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. It really does help. And we'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.